I can't even remember what episode number this is. I think this is episode five of Peace five. and Resist. Uh, welcome everyone to another edition of Peace and Resist. And ooh, we, th- th- this is going to be the, uh, this is our, I guess, our voting extravaganza uh, episode. I'm Vic, your host. I'm joined today by the head of head chef of Antifa. How are you doing there, Luke? Oh, it's another magical day. Another magical day. Uh, also with Grandpa of Antifa. What's up? How are you doing, Seven? Who am I? Where am I? What's happening? <laughs> What's going on with all these pod nests and podcasts? Uh, and then we're also joined by the cat of Antifa. How you doing, cat? I'm good. I don't have anything clever, so meow. <laughs> meow. <laughs> Uh, it, remind, it reminds me of uh, the Sonic movie. Um, I just remember that because me and the kids just watched that this weekend. Anyway, so we are two days away, and by the time we uh, post this episode, we'll be one day away from that magical time that comes around every four years that usually is just a, huh, I wonder what the outcome's going to be. But this time we're just like, oh my God, the election. It's election day. This is our election day episode for... Uh, peace and resist and really I'm just tired guys is that this week (laughs) is that this week where are we electing who's running you know I don't know well well, I mean like honestly I kind of feel right now that we're our choices for president are the two old men from the Muppets uh, I mean, those are those are our options right now. Um, but it, it's and I mean, truthfully, it's like two bumblers that are running right now. But I mean, one could literally run us off a cliff, and the other one is just going to kind of mumble for a little bit until the VP steps in and actually starts running the show. Um, That's just a personal opinion, not saying that's what's actually going to happen. But honestly, it's just, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just ready for Tuesday to be done and hopefully we'll have some results. Like, okay, so let's just jump right out the gate. Do you actually think we're going to have results on uh, Tuesday night? No, not a chance. Uh, not not even with let, let me see what the numbers are because the, the, they are saying that so far we have 93 million that have already voted i mean that that's, that's still incredible. a nice number that's a lot of people yeah i don't think i've ever seen that many people like early vote i know there are some places that are saying that they're over 75 percent on their votes for their area and that's that's prior to election day which is huge um of course, we are also dealing. I mean, we'll just go ahead, go ahead, jump right into first topic. You know, we are dealing with a president right now that's currently in office that has told people to told his base to go watch the polls, and of course, he's also telling Proud Boys stand back and stand by. So we have all these different, uh, you know, and for for a while we weren't sure whether or not they're actually going to show up. I know personally that when I went to go drop off my uh, my ballot at one of the drop boxes, there was no less than, I'd say probably about seven or eight trucks with Trump stickers sitting out there. And it's like, mm-hmm. it wasn't the dead at night, but it was like nine o'clock at night and they're just sitting out there. That's not cool. That's not cool at all. And I don't care about all the excuses of, well, they've been parking out there since June or July. Well, you know what? It's now ballot season. Get those trucks out of there. Um, and then of course you have, 
what's going on in Texas right now. And I'm sure it's happening in other places, but Texas, you know, I guess it's one of those things where go big or go home, where you have, first of all, uh, let's talk about the whole Biden campaign uh, bus driving through and then being, quote unquote, escorted by a Trump caravan. If that's not intimidation by definition, I don't really know what is. I mean, it, it, it's ludicrous. And then they're also like literally ramming cars. Uh, there was a truck that seriously uh, rammed a car that was, uh, I, I believe, with the Biden bus. And it's like, and again, oh, well, I did see that the FBI is now investigating that caravan. And I'm like, you know, it's a little too, it's like a day late and a dollar short, guys. I mean, this is, if they're doing this to a presidential candidate, what are they going to, what are they trying to do to just normal people? Right. And that's it, what it takes to have to be a presidential candidate for to be investigated. Just saying, I don't know. Lots of threats happening. It's yeah. almost as if there's some sort of a connection between, stay with me here, guys, almost as if there's some sort of connection between law enforcement and these crazy right-wing uh, extremist groups. It's almost Ooh. as if, it's almost as if these guys get away with more than, say, any, literally fucking anybody else. <laughs> How did you come to that conclusion? I mean, seriously, Seven, that's just, it, that blows my mind. Um, I mean, seriously, though, it, it's, it, you make a very valid point. You have, I mean, we've experienced it ourselves locally in Bend, where that same behavior has been condoned and patted on the back. And now we're seeing this happening in uh, on the national stage, and again with a, a an actual presidential candidate, to where they're allowing this to happen. I don't I don't want to jump away from Texas, but I also just saw and I uh, sent it over to you guys as well, to where the uh, another caravan, which apparently according to people that did rough estimates, we're talking about a couple of hundred cars blocked the new jersey uh one of the new jersey highways and they just sat there with their trucks i un, from a protesting standpoint i understand blocking traffic that makes sense that's been a tool for protests since protests started happening you block traffic you uh show and i actually saw someone explain it in a very very sensible way it's like when you block traffic you're the anger that the people that are in traffic feel is supposed to replicate the feeling that we feel where we are just stuck in the system and we can't move. So what would be the point other than misplaced optics of stopping traffic just to say, hey, look, we have our Trump flags and we're stopping traffic? It, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, they're just the coolest people ever, and I wish I could be them every single day of my life, ever. <laughs> I mean, I think, they're pretty I think they're pretty simple people, and I think the first thing I thought when I saw it was that it was bait. They were, they were trying to bait somebody into, uh, into fighting them, and fortunately, nobody took the bait, but I think that's what it was. They were, they were literally just trying to start a fight. Um, and uh yeah you know that frustrates me from the from the sheer standpoint that they're constantly calling activists the violent ones 
And yet they're always yeah. the ones that are trying to goad on a fight. They're trying to get that fight started so that they can say, well, they started it, but we finished it. I mean, it's dumb. It's classic bullying. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that kind of follows suit with the last four years that we've had where it's like that you, you, you have your leader that is nothing but a bully. That's the example that you set. That's one thing that I also never understood. Uh, you know, you have these people that are saying, you know, he just tells it like it is. And that's why I like him for president and blah, 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 blah. But then you also turn around and you look at your children and growing up, it was always taught. I was always taught, you know, you look to your leaders for how you're supposed to behave. So if you were to just take the presidency completely out of the mix and just say, hey, look, this is the guy you're supposed to look up to. Would you really want your children behaving that way? And I guess for a lot of his base, yeah, they want their kids to behave that way because that's how they behave. So, I mean, it it, it makes stu- it sense, stupid sense, but, the, but it makes sense. Well, you, you saw that Trump uh, tweeted afterwards after the the trucks were trying to run the bus off the road. He tweeted afterwards and he said, I love Texas. Are you kidding me? No. I, I, I missed. Oh, my God. Of course not. It's 2020. Why would that be oh. a joke in 2020? I, no. I don't know why I'm surprised, but that just. No, it, it hurts the cranium. It really, really does. Uh, I mean, I know we're we're just an audio only podcast at the moment, but do you guys see the occasional vein that pops out of my head right around here? That's new. That's new. Yeah. Okay, that that started. Okay, and the, only thing, the only thing that I will say about October third during this episode is that's when that started. Was October third? Like seriously, I didn't have that. Sorry, what, what was that, cat? your October 3rd vein. Oh my gosh. It's like Harry Potter. That's my lightning bolt right there. That's <laughs> um but Trump's and Trump's the aggressors that were there, they were essentially my Voldemort. They just really just really just made it pop right out. But um it, you know we have that and then there was also something that was going on with uh what was it over a hundred thousand ballots. Uh, over there in Texas as well. Yeah, uh, there. Uh, the Re- Republican Party in Texas is trying to throw out a hundred thousand votes in Harris County uh, because they're arguing that drive-through voting is illegal, um, which is which is stupid. Uh, a judge has already shot it down. Uh, they have another court date, and it might actually be tomorrow. It might actually be going in front of a judge again tomorrow but they're going to make all the same arguments and it's probably going to get shot down again but they're just desperate it just shows that they're desperate and this um, is harris county yeah yeah and you, which yeah and you don't try to throw out votes if you think you're winning right um so it just it just shows that they know they can't win so they're gonna try to cheat i'm looking at they the demographics a- sorry guys sorry. go ahead cat no go ahead cat Voting in Harris County. That's kind of cool. Like drive through coffee. You go and vote. Like, I don't know. No, no. literally the same way we're doing it here. Literally the exact oh, same thing. Dropbox. Just a Dropbox where you drive through and you drop it off. That's it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I don't know the demographics of the, or where the 100,000 are coming from, the, like if it's from a specific part of Harris County, but I'm looking at the demographics as of July 1st, 2019 for Harris County. And it looks like 
69.6% are white, 20% are black or African American, 1% is indigenous, 7.3% is Asian, uh, and then 43.7% is Hispanic or Latino. And so you combine the the Billapoc numbers that that starts kind of opening up a little bit more of why they're probably wanting to dump these ballots. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's Texas is about to turn blue. Say that again. Texas is about to turn blue. Yeah, that's the, that's the one thing that's kind of blowing my mind right now is all of these different areas that are traditionally uh, leaning red or full on red are looking at flipping this year. And I mean, that really kind of speaks to where we're at as a country, right? I mean, it says, look, we're done. We're done with this nonsense. And you know what? The, the people that flip blue just for this one may actually go back to voting Republican unless they really go crazy. And they're like, you know what? I got an idea. Wait for it. And then they just pick the craziest uh, person to like kind of double down on the insanity. And I mean, I mean they're like, I know, I know, I know he's the the grand wizard of the KKK, but, I mean, he has a platform. So, I mean, it, they're either going to go, like, there's, there's a speculation that there's going to be a split, that you're going to have the crazy far-right extremists that have been so adamant about, uh, you know, Trump and his base and pushing that, uh, and then you're going to have another split where it's going to be more centrist. Republicans that did flip and start voting blue and they're going to have their own party and then you're going to have yet another fringe party uh, after this. I just don't really see the GOP recovering after this for year, for at least two or three voting cycles. Uh, I never mean, underestimate the so power crazy. of stupid. Point. You make a very valid point. I mean... I just, I, I, again, I, I didn't super pay, I didn't pay super close attention to politics until uh, George W. Bush. I mean, yeah, I watched a little bit with Clinton and I knew a little bit about with uh, Bush Sr., but it wasn't until W. that I really started paying attention and I've never seen anything like this. And then going back and looking at the history books and looking at, I mean, Nixon was the closest, obviously. That's always the parallel that people go with. But I've never seen it go to the point where he's seriously already running at saying that he won. He's also uh, talking about having the uh, the election party at the White House, which I think that's another Hatch Act uh, issue. But he's like, oh, I'm still doing it. It's also leaving his supporters out in what was Can the temperature? <laughs> no, there was one. <laughs> There's one extremely cold and one extremely hot. Because in Tampa Bay, the fire department literally had to hose people off so they would stay cool enough. What? Yeah. I didn't hear that. They literally had to hose people. Oh, my God. I mean, the, the one where they had everyone out in the cold, people ended up, you know, and again, I don't wish harm on anyone. Like, even my worst enemy, I don't really wish harm on. <laughs> I'm just being honest, but when I saw that some of his supporters were so cold that they had to go to the hospital for hypothermia, I'm like, and yet they're just like, 
I'm doing it to own the libs. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get the mentality. If my candidate was so callous that he left and then there was like, like I saw one where like they like the most recent one, not the one where people got hypothermia, but where uh, he left and then they're like, all right, yeah. And they're looking for the shuttles and the shuttle company left. They like, they, they were like gone. And they're just like, so people out there for like two hours trying to figure out how to get back to their cars. And I'm like, People, he is showing you, like, right in front of your faces. He's smacking you in the face saying, I don't care about you. But how far were their cars, y'all? Like, Two miles. Really? How four miles. Like, four, four miles. Four. I think it was four. Yeah, four. I can walk <laughs> two miles. Yeah, but have you seen the people who go to Trump rallies? No, oh, I mean, Come on. Sorry. I'm not going to go into too many details about the people who go to Trump rallies, but let's just say they have a lot of comorbidities for COVID, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that's serious, though. Ah. Well, I mean, they're calling these super spreader events, you know? I mean, because none of them want to wear masks. And yes, I know, I know some people are like, well, masks don't work, blah, 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 blah. But still, every single one of and I, I, well, I, I want to say, the majority of his most recent rallies, including the one where they were announcing uh, Amy Cohen uh, Barrett, however you say her name, um, for Supreme Court, it was a super spreader event because, I mean, these are the people that not only will they not wear masks, but they'll fake cough on you just to prove a point, like, <laughs> oh, you got the COVID now. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, you actually do have it now. My bad. I mean, it's this is like like he's actually killing his base i mean i think they were saying that one of his rallies was responsible for 700 cases just one oh, one, it, one it rally potentially 700 deaths or something yeah. like that yeah. like oh. oh my god did you did all see the photo that was going around a couple weeks ago there's a woman at a trump rally wearing a t-shirt and she wrote this in in marker herself on the back of her t-shirt said, and this isn't funny, uh, it's deeply disturbing. Um, she wrote in Sharpie on the back of her shirt, my son died of COVID, I'm voting for Trump anyway. I'm done, I'm out. You guys can finish the conversation, I'm out. I'm just, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding yeah me? good podcast, we'll be out next week. Great are podcast. you, are you that kidding me? No. No, I mean that's that's what we're that's what we're talking about. It's a cult. It's it's, it's not, not just a cult. It's a death cult. Like I, I'm speechless right now. I didn't. I like honestly, when this episode's done, I'm going to find that article, or if you can send it to me, because we need to get a screen capture of that, and that needs to be the image for this episode. I mean yeah. that 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 is that 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 like that angers me because. Obviously, I have kids. If one of my kids did, based on and based on how this was handled by this administration, I would want answers. I would not be making a T-shirt out of Sharpie and then parading it around like I'm so proud of it. That makes that that infuriates me that I have to share the same space with these people. 
that I actually have to go shopping and know that they might be the one that's essentially licking the cash register. I mean, it it blows my mind right now. That's so dumb and that's so callous and it's dangerous. They're, they're walking time bombs. And doesn't that just sum it all up? It's like, it's not just frustrating to deal with these people and like, it's it, it's not just difficult to struggle against these people. It's also frustrating because they're so goddamn stupid. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm sorry, but they just it's not an interesting kind of evil. It's not a complex kind of evil. It's not a sophisticated kind of evil. It's just good old country stupid evil, and it's so frustrating that we have to spend so much time dealing. Sorry. No, 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 no. It's it's fine. Essentially, these are uh, these are the type of people that, given the choice in a horror movie, they're like, yeah, let's go back into the house where the killer is. That's like that same mentality. But first, what? But first, <laughs> let's split up. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Always. That's the best thing. That's the best thing. I mean, it's, you know, and I, uh, total side note, I was just watching Cabin in the Woods and one of my favorite horror movies. And I sometimes feel like the stoner uh, character in it, where, because he's just like, he's like, I draw the line at Latin. Do not read the Latin out loud. I mean, that's kind of how I feel we are right now, where it's like, okay, don't do that. Just please. That's the dumbest move that you could ever do. No, it, it, I feel like he spends the whole movie just wanting to see a mermaid, but <laughs> and he was so disappointed. Um, but yeah, so we have again the election coming up uh, on Tuesday. We have a president that's already declaring victory, even the, and then and sometimes he's declaring victory, but then uh, on a on other stages he starts lamenting how he might lose to Biden and how terrible would it be if I lost to biden and oh what am i gonna have to do maybe i'll have to leave the country it'll be such an embarrassment it's like you're projecting again and you're doing it out loud for all of us to see um but i'm looking at some of these headlines right now and you know i'm wondering whether or not there's a bit of and i don't want to jump into the whole conspiracy theory side of things but i'm wondering if there's a bit of a kind of a fake out that they're doing because this one side is saying that he has a four percent chance of victory another one says a ten percent chance and is that them just trying to, you know, rile up their base to make sure that they all do get out there and vote? Or are the projections kind of similar or, or I mean, are the projections actually showing like, do you guys think that the projections are showing what we actually might be walking into to where it actually might end up being a landslide? In oh, my man. Favor? Do, you, do you guys mind if I go full nerd on this one for Pont- a second? Pont- pontificate. <laughs> nerd i mean i don't like okay go yeah i'm about to yeah so i'm gonna be just as nerdy as i always am but actually quite a bit more optimistic than i ever am um okay so (laughs) earlier today i went through and i did a bunch of math and i looked at the polling errors for 2016 right okay uh and then i made the polling error just a little bit bigger than 2016 and i said okay in any state where biden is ahead by three percent or more i'm going to call that a biden state if he's ahead by less than three percent i'm going to call that a trump state 
right? So I did that for every state in America because I'm that guy. <laughs> um, um, because again, because 3% is greater than the uh, polling error that we saw in 2016. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so uh, if, if we had up to th that polling error in Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, then, uh, then Biden would still win. Which, he, which is not what happened in, uh, in 2016. So right now, as it stands right this second, um, if you give every state where Biden is ahead by more than 3%, which is greater than the polling error from 2016, Biden wins with like 273 votes, or, uh, electoral votes or something. Okay. Um, so that means he wins Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, North Carolina. No, he doesn't know. Actually, I gave North I actually gave North Carolina to Trump in my little in my little scenario. Um, but uh, yeah, it gives him enough that he would that he would pull it out. Um, so that's like obviously that's not the worst case scenario, but that's the based on 2016 worst case scenario. So right. we're actually looking fairly good. 538 gives him gives Donald Trump 10 chances out of a hundred to win. Which is still not zero. So, right. In Vegas has Biden. Say Vegas, has Vegas has okay. Vegas has Biden. Yeah. Interesting. I'm like right now. I am just so, and that that's something that I actually want to touch on tonight. Um, I didn't tell any of you this prior to this, but. I've noticed that a lot of people keep going along with the say, you know, saying, oh, I can't wait for 2020 to be over, like there's going to be a light switch, even if Trump loses, like there's going to be a light switch to where it's just going to be like, this is going to carry on and over to 2021 and beyond. We're going to be still dealing with this stuff uh, from the activism side of things, from the political side. You know, I mean, it's not like... Uh, November 5th, if we get the results on November 5th, that Trump flags are just going to suddenly disappear and people driving those diesel trucks are going to just stop rolling coal, which, by the way, little little side note, we've already talked about rolling coal on the show numerous times. And for the very first time in my life, I actually had coal rolled on me at 75 miles an hour on the highway just for me driving. Right. That was ridiculous. Um, guys just saw me in this and then kind of sped ahead. I let him go because I didn't want him behind me anymore. Um, but we have all these people that are, that are expecting things to just magically change. And him getting out of office is just step one. I mean, that, that there is so much work to do. And I keep trying to explain to people that this is a marathon relay race that we're doing that the ending of the race is a surprise we don't know when this race is going to ramp down so it's uh it's going to take literally a community and a community of communities running this race and handing that baton off over and over again to where we can i mean because the thing is if we try to just keep pushing on a day-to-day -day basis going full bore only by ourselves whether it's individual or just one one organization, we are going to burn out fast. 
And this is something that is going to take a long time for us to really fight through and really start making some groundwork, whether it's with legislation, whether it's actually, uh, you know, I mean, yes, still protesting, uh, but being smart about it. Again, we've talked about clarity of purpose, right? So we have all these different things to where we have to constantly pass that baton off to, and we have to be able to trust the people that we're passing that baton off to, because we can't, I mean, that Alice is not on the show tonight. She needed a break tonight. There's been time last week. I was like, guys, I can't do the podcast this week. I I think we should just kind of just take a break. Sometimes we need to be able to take, recharge our batteries. It's I, I'm hoping that people aren't putting all their eggs into this Biden basket of between November and January when he gets out. You know, because I, I think I really think that there's some people that have these like stars in their eyes thinking that it's just going to be a light switch. Trump's gone, you know, ding dong, which is dead. And we're, you know, we're back to having a normal America again, which America, if you think about it, wasn't normal. We actually uncovered just how unnormal this was. And even if he loses, Trump won't be gone. I mean, he's still going to have. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I mean, he's still going to have his damn Twitter account, right? And those guys in the Trump trucks driving around looking like ISIS, they're not going to stop driving around with their Trump flags looking like ISIS. They're still going to they're still going to do it. They're still going to be listening to his nonsense. Um, he's probably going to. At the very least, he's going to get a Fox News show. Unless on that. Jail. Unless he's in jail. Uh, well, like one can well, hope. Jail? Yeah, I, I'd be fine with him being in jail. I mean, I'd totally be fine with that. But you, you just touched on something, uh, Grandpa, <laughs> that really, really kind of stands out. Is the fact that these guys driving around in their caravans really have no idea just how much like ISIS and Al-Qaeda they look. They have zero clue. They have like no clue just how bad the optics of that look. I mean, and honestly, when you start looking at that "Don't Tread on Me" flag, and then the Trump flag, and the one where he looks where they uh, poorly photoshopped his face on the Rambo's body with all the explosions <laughs> behind it, which that one still, I'm like, y'all do realize that you photoshopped his face onto a, a military man, something that he never did. But okay. Okay. Not not only not only did he not do it. Do you guys know this? Um, uh, I can't remember his grandpa's name right now. But uh, when he so his his grandfather his grandfather fled Germany because the, because he had to enlist in the army. Right. The Trump family came to America to get out of military service, and since they've gotten here, no descendant of that guy. None, not one single descendant, not nowhere in their family tree. No one has ever served in this country. No one. Uh, Frederick or born Friedrich Trump. Um, yeah. And also, I will, I do want to just throw in this fact here that I did a Google nope. search for Grandpa Trump and it gave me the actual result. <laughs> Grandpa Trump. Gr Grandpa Trump. But, uh, the, also, this guy's Grandpa Trump's the trump fortune uh by opening a bunch of brothels which is fine sex work is still work uh but uh but it, it does happen to be true that uh the trump fortune started with a bunch of with, with a bunch of brothels 
Can I just explain something to you guys that I did not know, but it just, oh, the, the relevance is just chef's kiss. Frederick Trump, cause of death. Who wants to throw, unless you know already, I want you to throw out what his cause of death was. I want you to take a wild guess. He visited one of the brothels. No. Do you already, do you already know, Grandpa? I actually don't. I know I don't. Okay, okay. Give me a guess. Give me a guess. Um, black lung. He basically died of coal rolling. No, but that that would that that works. You got? Do you got a guess? Uh, head chef. Think here. It's. It seems like it's going to be something really stupid. So I'm going to say a heart attack during some sort of act. Nope. The nineteen eighteen influenza pandemic. What? <laughs> Shut up. I'm going to bed. Good night. That's you can't make and I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing at someone dying from a pandemic. So they don't you learn, can't this up. do they? You can't make genuinely this up. embarrassed. None of us thought of that. Oh my genuinely God. Like, like seriously and the thing is when you look at the picture that they have on uh that, that uh, of frederick trump it, he has this look on his face like yep this is my bloodline i mean that that's really what it is i'm gonna send it in chat because it's it's just too perfect but seriously that oh my god yeah but yeah he was operator of restaurants and brothels and he was also a barber apparently um but yeah so <laughs> that's not still that got handed down <laughs> i mean i mean trump could have been a barber or ran some brothels you know you know but then again i mean donald trump's not out doing other people's hair you know what i mean right oh my god so yeah, this is, I mean, and I, I guess we just needed some levity because this has been a really stressful week for a lot of us. Um, for the Bellapot community, it is very, very, you know, I mean, this is a day-to-day having to just be concerned and worried about where this country is going. But I actually, going back to the whole voter aspect of things, that something that we can speak about that was local, um, because obviously you guys can tell that we've been going more national this week with our uh, with our topics, but uh, the um, voter caravan that uh, the Latinx community put uh, put together, um, I was not in attendance. Um, I wasn't able to make it out that day, but uh, from what I hear, it actually went really really well. Yeah. Uh, how many? I think there was at least like between ten to fifteen cars, probably about fifty or so people in total. The nice. sizable group just kind of standing a hundred feet away from the polls because you know we follow rules and laws and stuff of like a certain other group. Now, did I hear something? And obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, but did I hear something about people on horseback? Not here. No, that was not here. Yeah, that was that was in Compton actually. The Compton Cowboys showed up to the poll. A black dude is, on a horse. What is twenty twenty? Oh my god! So in not just a black dude on a horse, but a black dude on a horse in Compton. I mean, 
a lot of a lot of black guys on horses it was it was a it was a bunch and then i think there was another thing in san antonio with a bunch of uh um uh just uh folks from the latinx community you know there is we're getting more and more and i've said this in numerous meetings that i've been in over the last couple of weeks but the one thing that i'm loving about this is this year has been you know black history month went way past just february and a lot of people are learning about you know actual true black history and, and you know history for all the other Billapot communities and you're now starting to see that echo into popular media to where you know like i know that there's a movie coming out with idris elbow that's nothing but uh, about uh, nothing but about uh black cowboys and when you look at uh when you look at history a large majority of cowboys were black you know and we're starting to get those stories and things like lovecraft country if you guys have not watched that show oh my god it goes into some uh, it goes into some deep deep deeply rooted black history stuff and there's a lot of little little easter eggs in there as well to where you see like there's one episode where there's little kids that are playing with a Ouija board and one kid is dressed as Emmett Till and he says am I going to have a good trip and the Ouija board goes to no and it's just like it just hurts your heart because you know what's coming for that kid so there there's a lot that has been expanded and I think that that's one thing that we can look forward to is better integration into our education unless he gets voted in again and really tries to push that whole 1776 education narrative nonsense that he's talking about we're actually going to get actual true history and it's Something that I spoke that I've spoken to a few people about, and I actually wanted you guys to uh, want to hear from you all as well, is what we're dealing with right now. Something that is making this fight and this whole uh, struggle on, from the activist side is that we are literally getting down getting down to the very root of white supremacy, the ideology that has been built up in this country since jump. And the reason why we're getting so much pushback and so so many allies dropping off and falling away and uh, starting to tone and how we should actually do this work is because we're challenging the, uh, these deeply rooted, again, ideologies that they've lived comfortably with. Comfortably with. I can't speak tonight for some reason. Um, but I mean, I started, I started analyzing all the different things that you can think about that where people that are white presenting are in charge from uh movies and comic books most of the time you see in movies if there is you know you have one guy that has to go or even video games for that matter you have one guy that has to go through all these odds to get to the very very end but when you look at all the enemies the enemy most of the time the enemies aren't white the enemies are either a foreign country or they're an alien that looks that, that has you know darker skin or whatever or they have aliens that have invaded so they're illegal aliens you have all these different things in movies where we've glorified uh the police departments and we've looked at police brutality put into a comedic light to make it to normalize and desensitize us these are all these different things that have been built into all these different institutions to where we've just gone along with it. So now that we're like, you know what? No, we are identifying all these different things and it needs to stop. We're challenging 
everything at its root. Where, and I, I know that Luke and I, we have said several times, you know, we're setting the standard, we're setting the standard. But I think we're changing that up a little bit to where we have to remake the standard because the standard's been broken. The standard's been broken for a very, very long time. And now we have to actually go in and remake what the standard should look like. And it's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. It's going to make a lot of people mad. And a lot of people, even from the Billapot community, aren't going to understand the tactics. They're not going to understand what we're actually trying to say because they've been so used to how certain things are done that they they then are going to kind of be like, wait, what are you guys doing? Maybe tone it down a little bit. Maybe you stop yelling. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. They're not going to listen to you. And that's a bunch of BS. And I'm sorry, I'm just pontificating right now. I'm just going. But like, seriously, it, it, it's I'm, I've just been feeling this this weight over the last week of wanting to say things or wanting to step forward, but then knowing that it's, it's almost a damned if you do damned if you don't type of situation to where you're going to make someone, someone upset, whether it's the people that you're trying to help understand the plight or the people that are supposed to be behind you pushing it, they're going to get mad. And, and it's just like, okay, so I'm just going to just shut up and just, I'm going to go have a drink. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's what it sometimes feels like. It's frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating. Someone else talk because I'm just talking. I'm just talking and talking. <laughs> oh, you're, you're right. It's to the point where uh, even just starting the peacekeepers, I know I said to the other two that I'm literally going to piss off half the people in Bend, Oregon, probably, but something's going to change at this point because I'm fucking tired of it and I want to go back to being unknown and I want to be a normal human being again. So the sooner that that switch can get turned, the better. And we're turning the switch and it's a really big switch, but it's a switch that's getting its ass pushed as hard as it possibly can by a group of people that have no idea what they're doing and just started this work like four months ago. So I hope they enjoy it when we have some uh, experience under our, under our, uh, belts here because it's just going to just keep going yeah i mean we do have and then of course you also have a lot of people that like to extrapolate on things that they have they only see one tiny little bit of work that's been done and then they go into speculation and conjecture and then next thing you know uh we have two people uh that are actually running the peacekeepers and like so, 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 suddenly things are. Hey. Uh, no, okay, so. Receipts. Where are the receipts? I want the receipts. Show you know us. Receipts, you know what receipts I want, Kat? You know what receipts I really want? I want the receipts that uh, show that there's equal surveillance. I want the receipts. Oh, yeah. that there are. I, I want receipts that uh you know if we're sitting here talking about treating everyone fairly and saying that everyone is covered under the whole protect and serve moniker that you're actually looking at everyone especially when you know you're supplied with tons and tons of evidence of people making threats and things like that and it, then it goes un, unchecked and it goes uh completely falls on deaf ears and nothing actually comes comes of it except for we find out in a roundabout way that oh i don't know the activist community is the one that's being surveilled and that's it 
when not one person from the activist community has ever brought a gun to a demonstration. <laughs> it's almost as if the chief of police was like the kind of guy who in his last job, like got caught coordinating with white supremacists and is now doing the exact same thing in bed. It's I something wish sort of like that. Told us if only there was a group that told oh had that information beforehand. If only somebody had said something about it before the guy ever even got hired. Ah, you know, you know, it's Sometimes I feel like we are, I, I, I use this example a lot, but I just feel like we are living in the year equivalent if you bought it from Wish. 2020 is if you bought a year from Wish. It's, it's like, it's so knockoff and backwards and doesn't make any sense. And I mean, you would think that in a civilized community, if people raise valid concerns, that people would actually <gasps> listen to them. But no, that's not what happened. Um, you know, could we, could we kind of use that to jump into some, you know, what, what just happened today, in fact? Um, yes. You know, because yes. Luke, you wrote about it, you know, and like, okay, so on the one hand, we've got a chief of police who is conducting bizarre surveillance on like every black person he's ever heard of right um gets when and, and in bend you've got the you know situation people pull guns they attack people they beat people bend police absolutely refuses to respond and then today in redmond how amazing was it to see police just do the bare minimum and we were like ecstatic we couldn't have been happier about the fact that they 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 just showed up and did like the exact least you would expect them to do and it was amazing it's like having it's like being the parent of the, the stereotypical kid that for no reason other than just okay eats blue every single day in class and then you get a report from the teacher that says hey and little timmy didn't eat blue today and you're like yes Yes, he did the one thing that everyone should do and not eat glue. I mean, yeah. we shouldn't have to celebrate someone actually doing their job the correct way. But, I mean, here we are. I mean, we've had so many experiences where, to the contrary, that seeing someone actually respond in an actual, I mean, and the thing, I, you know, we, we gave Redmond some kudos. Yes, Luke, you wrote about that, and I, I, I'm right there with you. And it seems that Redmond police have started having a track record of actually taking the proper steps forward and doing just, like you said, the, even the bare minimum. So, I mean, that, and that could be an example of how you actually start mending those fences. You start rebuilding those bridges and actually, you know, protecting and serving when uh, you guys, uh, or when uh, the when we were out there doing the drive for for Warm Springs, and you had the Trump caravan that wanted to drive in between us, and Redmond police were like, "Uh, uh no, 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 we're not going to let you guys antagonize just for the sake of antagonizing." Not only are we are we saying no, but back up and turn around, and that was one of the greatest things I ever got to witness was actually having to see them have to figure out how to back up all their diesels and then turn around and not drive through there. And it's just a simple gesture. That was just a simple, small little gesture. 
And I have to add, um, I think um, Grandpa mentioned this, or somebody did online, that we were not very, I mean, I don't know how to say it, but we were yelling at the Redmond Police Department at a couple of points, like, mm -hmm. and during that rally. So, I mean, we weren't going easy on them or anything, but I think for them to actually do their job and not be swayed by whether or not we agreed with them or not, we weren't licking their boots. They were just doing their job. Isn't it telling though how anytime the police actually do their job, then the people that are normally the aggressors suddenly they're they're yelling at them saying, "Oh, they're in bed with Antifa," or "They're how how much has this police chief uh, given to BLM?" Or you know, I mean, they always come up with some crazy wild theory when the police aren't doing things in their favor. It, it, it's and really all it is is just asking for them to do their jobs it's not even a thing of like when activists yell at police it's because they've either done something like i don't know police brutality or i don't know killed uh killed a person from the Villapot community or i don't know uh decided not to denounce white supremacy i may have that may have been the first one that i used but i don't care it bears repeating or you know there's several other things that they've done that it's just like guys all you have to do is be empathetic, actually listen, and then put action behind the things that you're saying that you're actually promising you're going to do. And if you're if you're taking an oath to protect all citizens and you fail that uh, fail to fulfill that oath, then guess what? You're you're terrible at your job, and really you should be reprimanded and or let go. I mean, if you're just a habitual uh, rule breaker when it comes to something as decent as, I don't know, protecting people when that's what your job is. That would be like me being, uh, working, uh, for a computer company and someone bringing in their computer and saying, Hey, I got a virus. I'm like, huh? Okay. And just taking it and just throwing it out the window saying, Oh, you know, and, and, and the thing about the thing about that in bend is that they haven't even made a secret of it. They just flat out said that their service is conditional. It, it, yep. it, it's straight up. They, they, they have explicitly stated that the reason why they let people get away the, with the things that they, they said it to you, Vic yep. directly that said it to you. Um, they were yelling at us. So uh, because, because they got yelled at because they had to receive criticism from from activists and protesters they then decided okay well i guess we'll just let the other side beat you and threaten you with murder um and and i mean that that's not even subtext they just said that out loud and, and so then then we are in you know then we're in redmond and we see a you know a trump truck speeds through a stop sign and a cop pulls him over and cites him and we're like doing backflips of joy because <laughs> because what we're used to is murder yeah it's in their police report it's like they're not even trying to hide it yeah so 
I mean, I know that what we're what we're working on doing and what we're trying to do is really. I mean, I think it just boils down to. I mean, I don't want to oversimplify, but it's really accountability. If you're if you're going to say something, then back it up with action. If you're going to say you're not going to do something and then you go and do it, then we're going to hold your feet to the fire. If you say you're going to do something and then you don't follow through with it, we're going to hold your feet to the fire. That's the that's the whole thing. We have to make sure that the people that are sworn to protect us and are supposed to be out there and actually provide a service that they actually follow through and do it the proper way. I don't care, you know, I mean, when you get people that are out there that are trying to teach rebel judo, yes, I am throwing that one out there. Uh, come at me. Um, I shouldn't have said that. But uh, no, but you're oh, supposed shit. to be out here teaching verbal judo and you're supposed you're to be... Gonna... What was that? I said you're going to make Greg so mad. Uh, well, oh. I mean... God. <laughs> anyway, because because I mean, you, you you might as well. Okay, all right. I know Everybody you guys is... call me you guys call me Vic on the show, but I'm Ian. No, I'm kidding. I'm not Ian. I promise. I promise. I'm not Ian. Oh my god! Just listen to my voice. It's not me. I'm not Ian. Oh well, my god! You know, BJ is gonna run with that, right? Like he's gonna. <laughs> I heard on the podcast. I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out. Oh, but the thing is, well, I, I want to introduce a new segment, okay? And this new segment will be only for our paid subscribers. And for our paid, subscri for our paid subscri subscribers, they'll actually hear everything that I'm about to say about... There is a paid subscription where people th that are in the know can actually get on this list and actually hear everything <laughs> that I just bleeped out for the not. I mean, come on, that was pretty juicy, right? That was pretty oh, juicy. That was pretty good. Hey, you know what? Can I, can, I a, can I propose a public service, though? Yes. I, yes. I want to be, be serious here for a second. Okay, go ahead. Um, I want to speak directly to one of our listeners, and this person is working so hard. And they deserve a free subscription to the paid service. And that's the poor staffer, the, the low-ranking officer at the Bend Police who's been put in charge of surveillance of the podcast. Oh. <laughs> and that poor bastard, hello. Um, I'm going to call you Kyle. I don't know. Uh, officer and, Kyle. Officer Kyle, um, first of all, you're welcome. Um, I know, uh, I mean, this is probably the highlight of your week, Kyle. Uh, um, and, you know, it, it's going to get better. Your boss is completely incompetent. Eventually, he's going to lose his job. And then you'll get to go back to just listen. And it won't be work. Oh, my God. Uh his job just now he just needs to quit his job he just needs to. Like. and obviously if you if you do want to get 
onto the paid version. All you, I mean, like if you don't, if you if you missed out on the link that went out for the paid version of the podcast, all you have to do is just turn in some of your Soros rewards points, and you'll be able to actually get, get on the show. I'm sorry. And <laughs> okay, and and with subscription, you get a can of soup. So, what was that? What was that, Luke? Uh, so, it's Kyle. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, we just we accept soup as a form of currency as well. That's right. <laughs> it's for our families. Kyle is probably monitoring the the new hashtag. <clears throat> the new hashtag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dear oh my god yeah okay so oh, can, can i actually about that first daily deer can i do my daily deer crants right now please yeah, let's introduce oh my god please oh, hold, 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 hold on um, i just want to make sure that i get this right um i'm getting a timestamp because i'm going to add some some music to go behind your deer crants go <laughs> okay Hashtag Deer Krantz. Hey, buddy. It's been a minute. I didn't hit you up earlier today because I was a little bit busy doing your job protecting people out in the community. But anyways, thank you for being as damp as you are. It's really making the weather not as bad outside. Oh, you dropped the damp. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yes, quitting is going to be the only way that we stop. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, thank you, thank you so much. If you do, if anyone else has any messages, being that oh, you got one. Okay, so yes, all right. I gotta find it. I mean, I have been deer crancing a lot. Grandpa has one. Oh, my, mine are mine are too long for the for the podcast, probably. I have a really good. Oh, I forgot it. So I've been writing mine in the style of old timey Civil War love letters uh, to to the Chief Krantz, and uh, maybe I'll have a good one for the next podcast. I mean, next week's podcast could go one of two ways. Either it's going to be a Whew. Did you did you did you guys see we, we we finally you know pushed that needle a little bit or it's gonna be a oh my god so so what now um I mean the 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 house is on fire um <laughs> I mean it's <laughs> live from deep inside the Antifa bunker where we have right. taken refuge <laughs> oh my god what is this what is, like honestly I mean I, well, what is this year. Uh, I I really never thought you know I thought 2020 was going to be one of those like big monumental hey this is a milestone 2020 we're in the roaring 20s and we kind of are being that we do have a global pandemic and you know we're about to get another stock market crash and we're probably going to run into uh you know it's going to be like a true roaring 20s prohibition you know we're going to have uh uh, I can't remember what what they what the what the uh, dancers were called that wore like all the frilly dresses and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Sorry, um, it, it's late. Um, it's not really late, but I'm tired, so we're just gonna go with that. We, uh, I, I think, the biggest thing that we can say is that we're not done. This is and this is far. The the, the work is far from over. 
there is more uh, strategy, there is more planning, there is more, and, and I think that we are really harnessing that clarity of purpose as we move forward. Um, we have, uh, there's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of, uh, you know, breaking down the, those fundamental systems to bring about a better new day. Um, and it's, and it's, it's tough work. And the thing is to anyone that's listening to this, that thinks that what we're saying is that we're going to come burn, you know, that we're trying to burn down, uh, society and overthrow the government. Actually, if you look at your friends and pals, that's really your, your, your friends and pals that are saying that you want to, that they want to overthrow the government. That's not really what we're doing. We just want it to be a fair system. We want it to be something that is fair for everyone for our kids, for our friends, for our neighbors, for our clergy, for our LGBTQ family, for our Philippot families. It, it, all we want is for everyone to have that same type of equality that you enjoy amongst your own selves, that you get to have, that you get to have, you know, that, that privilege that you, you, that you guys are so scared of hearing about you know this this you know the white privilege that you're saying is not really a thing well i was born poor you're that it's whooshing over your head it's like that whole entire thing is just you're you're missing it that's what we're trying to do we're trying to make it where everyone's equal not better not you know overlords or anything like that we just want to be able to live we want to be able to have a sign on our car or a flag and not fear someone putting nails in our in our tires. We want to be able to fly a flag and not be worried that someone's going to spray paint something on our uh, on our garage because we're flying a flag. We want to. I mean, I saw people being petty to the point where there was uh, someone posted that a Trump supporter drove up and stole all their uh, the candy that they had out on their porch because they had a Biden sign up. How? Petty, do you have to be? <laughs> Literally stealing candy from children. I didn't even think about that, but that is 100% right. That is, <laughs> you're, you're it's like taking candy from a baby. That's exactly what you just did. Yeah. You're, you're acting like a child. I'm not, I'm not talking to anyone on, uh, on this podcast right now, but to anyone that's listening, and I know some of y'all listen, and some of y'all probably just get real, real mad. <laughs> Officer Kyle, we don't mean you, man. You're good. Yeah, Officer Kyle, you're totally cool. <laughs> yeah. You're too busy with the hashtags right now. Yeah. I'll, I'll um, bring you a Snickers. You probably need it, buddy. Oh, oh, oh. And I will say one last thing because I think uh, I, I think we're coming up on our time. One last thing that I'll say in in this regard about the people that are listening right now. For the one or two, I think it's two people that are usually on the aggressor side, but that has been, you know, kind of just dropping some information every once in a while. We got a subscription for you as well. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, I mean, thank you. Thank you. And you know what? Yeah. If, 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 uh, if Trump does lose, you know, we might give you a call out. With a free subscription. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what? I'll say her name. Her name is. Okay, so there you go. There it is. But that's one for subscribers. Um, so... Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
I just made you have to do some work. Sorry. Oh my goodness, that's okay. All right, so yeah, that's toward the end of it. Does anyone have any other hot takes going in? We needed we needed this last so much. Um, oh. Does anyone have any hot takes going in uh, to Tuesday? Yeah, happy Dia de los Muertos. Uh, fuck the Republican ticket, vote blue. There we go. I like that. You, you got anything, Grandpa? Uh, I wish I had something clever. Just if you haven't voted, go vote. It's so much more important to vote local, city council, county commission, sheriff. Uh, you know, district attorney races are really important. Not that we're thinking about this this year, but, oh, I don't know. Maybe we will be soon. <laughs> Two years down the road, tough. <laughs> hey, that's a lot of planning that we can put in. Um <laughs> Hey, Kat, do you have any hot takes for, for, before we're done? Uh, just echoing the same, I guess. Just vote. And if you need the peacekeepers to message us and maybe stock up on some soup if you need it for the mm -hmm. week. Yeah, that is, that is one thing that I will say is if you feel really antsy, nervous, anxiety, or what have you, leading up to Tuesday. A, get your, you know, get some supplies early. Get them in, get, you know, if, and if you have the means. If you don't feel comfortable going out, message the peacekeepers. We, I'm pretty sure that we can rustle up some allies that can actually go do the shopping for you. I already know that, I know of at least one um, that is ready to go out and do some, some of that for you as well. Uh, but, you know, make sure that you uh, keep, you know, keep your wits about you. See, you know, check your surrounding areas. Always be careful. Always be at the ready. Uh, and by all means, shoot a message over to us. Now, I will, I do want to clarify something, okay? If you're purposely going out and antagonizing, if you're going and you're poking the bear and then you say, hey, peacekeepers, can you help me? No. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the, the whole thing is peace. We're not about letting, you know, backing you if you're out there antagonizing or if you're just going in and getting yourself into some stupid shit and then, and then expect us to pick up the pieces when you, when you've gone rogue, that's dumb. We're not, that, that is, that's not how you should live. That's not how you should operate. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going into pop pop mode, but if you, if you play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. So be careful, especially this week. Be careful. Make sure that you are on your P's and Q's. Uh, you know, take care of your supplies. Go to and from, and then that's it. Oh, Grandpa is giving me the look, though. I know, but he's no, frozen. No. Oh, oh, you were frozen. You were frozen. Like frozen. Furrow. Your furrow was <laughs> resting. Grandpa face is what that is. Rest, resting Grandpa face. I love it. Um, but yeah, so I think we're going to go ahead and call this one guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of peace and resist. We do have, uh, you know, this is going to be, this is crunch week. Uh, hopefully you guys have already got your votes in and if you haven't 
Don't try to mail it because that's not going to work here in Central Oregon. Go drop it off at one of the drop boxes. If you don't feel safe on the drop boxes, let us know. We will figure out a way to make sure that you get your vote in. Just make sure you do it. Uh, like Honestly, if you can get it in today, which when you're listening to this, it should be Monday. So if you can get your vote in, get that vote in. Um, if you have to wait until Election Day while it's ill-advised just and you don't feel feel comfortable, you know, maybe do a drive-by for the ballot drop boxes. Make sure that it's clear. And if it is, then go take care of it. But if it doesn't seem like you're, it's going to be safe, message the peacekeepers. We will figure out a way to help you get your vote in because it is hypercritical. And also be focusing on local uh, the local elections as well, not just the national ones. The local elections are so important. If we want to get good work done, we got to make sure we got the right people in there. So, and it just makes the work a whole lot easier when you don't have to butt heads with people that are completely oblivious and ignore what is actually going on. And instead of listening to people that are calling in, they're just looking at their computer screens. I'm not talking about anything in specific, but maybe I am. So anyhow, <laughs> again, thank you so much, everyone, for uh, catching another episode of Peace and Resist. I'm your host, Vic, joined by the head chef of Antifa. I'll give him Oh, that's perfect. Just a whoop. Uh, the grandpa of Antifa. I love you, Officer Kyle. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> the cat of Antifa. Have a good night or day. <laughs> I was expecting a meow, but that works too. We'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Have a good night. <laughs> or day, whichever one.